This episode is in collaboration with Parsec Sabres. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's back! He's recovered from the Blue Shadow virus. Sloop Bly, Master Blywalker, how you doing mate? Oi oi, Savaloi. Yes, mate, I am back and I am. I'm, I'm nearly recovered. I'm nearly recovered. But man, I, you know, I missed, I missed the podcast. I missed the weekly Star Wars chat. Well done. Last we week you. going solo. Well done. You were like, right, got to get some content out, <laughs> got to get an episode out because we've not missed that slot in, in years. So it was quite late in the game, wasn't it? And we were like, right, what are we going to do? I was like, I've got yeah. an idea. Let's just piggyback off the back of a social post we did last week, which people seem yeah. to enjoy, and then just yeah, add in sound effects, and people won't notice. People loved it, mate. People loved it, but no, I think like there's just something going around at the moment. Lots of people oh, yeah. are ill, so hopefully we're all recovered for uh, MCM Comic Con, which Ooh. is this weekend. But we're we're not there Friday. We are there Saturday and Sunday, and it's just going to be a laugh. In it, we're gonna go to like the after party, go to the Fox, probably. Pretty much what we're there for. Hang, uh, pretty much. I mean, uh, <laughs> what's her name? De- De- Dedra Miro's there, isn't she? Yeah, Denise Goff. Denise. Oh, Goff. Denise. Is it Goff? Is that how you pronounce yes, her? Yes, Denise Goff, yes. Denise Goff. She's there. She, Maybe she's we'll a try and wrangle a cheeky interview or something, but other than that. I think she'd like that. There are, there's a few meets. There's like a Star Wars animated meet, and so I've got it all bookmarked on the app, mate, boy. So you don't have to worry, mate. Yeah. I've got a little yes. schedule for us, mate. And I think there's. I, I sent you a link to this like virtual starship fleet command thing. Yeah, that pilot a starship experience, which is new for MCM because MCM they get the last few years. Where the first one post COVID was understandably a bit limp, a bit lame, and a bit empty. Mm. Then last year's one was a bit bigger, a bit more populated. The stalls were a little bit fitter. So this year, I would expect them to, I wouldn't say all guns blazing, but at least be back to the levels that they were pre-COVID, where we have uh, attractions like this Starship or Starboard experience, whatever it is. I just hope they have... Stargaze. I just hope they have a few more things like that to make um, and make use of their space a bit better than maybe Celebration did at times. Oh mate, don't don't give me started the space, the use of space at don't celebration, space, mate. Smells. I'm gonna get P- PTSD from that. I, I love wish it. we were back love- there, mate. Oh, I, I, honestly, honestly, we were talking about it I, before we came on, weren't we? Like reminiscing on fun memories, and um, yeah, man, it was only six months ago, half well, mm. it's half a year ago now, but 
good times. Every time I uh, drop my daughter off home, I, I most of the time I go back over the Dartford Bridge, mm. and I al- always look to my right and I see the city and think, yeah, not long ago we were there, near there anyway, and we were yeah. on that skyline, the O2 skyline thing, going to the canteen oh. to get lashed up. Oh, good with times. Swinney, with Swinney and Big Boy Bell. Oh, it was great, wasn't oh, it? It was great. Yeah. But yeah, no, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Love Myself a Con, Love Myself a Con. And uh, this week, right, this 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 week's episode has been in the works for a while. We, we've known we're going to be doing this episode for a long time. We do it for every yes. new series. It's the one-year-on episode. And, mate, I've been sitting down watching a lot of Star Wars, so I'm, 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 I'm in the mood Geek. for it, mate. I'm, 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 perfectly, I'm perfectly positioned to chat some Star Wars. You've had that week off, mate, from talking Star Wars, so you're coming back with uh, a lustre. Lukey Boy's loving life right now. He's back on the sessions, going to talk some Star Wars. Mate, before we jump into it, we do have an announcement from Patreon HQ, don't we? Yeah, no, we do. Uh, shout out to our latest patron, Robert Frost, who's joined at the This is where the fun begins tier. Welcome to the session, sickheads. Officially, Rob. I think Rob messaged us not long ago saying, hey, guys, new to the show. Started listening, really enjoyed it. I think it was maybe during Ahsoka. So, Rob, thank you so much nice. for checking out the patreon and supporting the show loads of new content on there and it, it just it ensures the, the the longevity of sessions doesn't it yeah patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions if you want to get involved if you listen to the sessions every week and you're like oh do you know what love that potty my favorite yeah there's more there's more episodes there's commentaries there's watch alongs all on the patreon mate done Cheers, Rob. What that guy says. Yeah, nice one, Rob. Listen, if you think, oh, I'd really love to buy Matt and Luca pumpkin spice latte or something, yeah, jump Ooh. on board. But instead, you do get quality content coming from one of the guys who helps to create said content. But uh, last week's episode, the SWS Extra, was pretty much a jibber jabber in disguise, which is my Patreon solo show. Lukey Boy has the Journal of Luke Blywalker, which is always enlightening, entertaining. And we have a podcast drop in uh pretty much every month when we're not rammed busy but mm. we have got so much content for you rob to be checking out going way back to about 2020 maybe 2019 plus we've got a lot more coming up as well we do want to work on our patron uh in the next coming months and get it up to a deliciously gold standard so keep your eyes on that rob mate you're joining at a good time thank you so much for supporting the sessions now I can hear the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi. They've been under maintenance for a week or two, but they are most certainly back. What does it all mean, my friend? I must mean it's Galactic News Round. During an interview with Screen Run, Kingsman director Matthew Vaughan stated his belief that Star Wars should be rebooted to focus on the original trilogy characters, disregarding the generational saga aspect. Marvel has confirmed that the Bounty Hunters comic series will come to an end in January 2024, with issue number 42 being the final instalment. And the highly anticipated Path of the Jedi Minecraft DLC is set to arrive on November 7th. This DLC introduces a story-based adventure where players will embark on various missions throughout the galaxy. Mm. 
Hi, this is Jamie Stangroom. This is Matt Tyler. This is Dominic Pace. This is Details. This is Christopher Sean. This is Araida Cordova, author of Crash of Fate and The High Republic Convergence. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. conversation was I said to Tony we had such an amazing experience getting Rogue One finished would you consider doing a series and he said no (laughs) (laughs) but that very quickly turned around you want to talk about it it wasn't so quick but I mean you know what the it really was how far can you go yeah what can you do how do we how can we break a new lane how can we open a new pathway into the uh, frontier that other people can follow. What can we do? And, and how, how bold are you <laughs> willing to go? And, and how, you know, it was, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very big gamble on everybody's part. It's a gamble for all the people up here on their time and their commitment. It's a gamble for Kathy on, on all the levels that are obvious. And it's a gamble for Disney on, you know, on, on many, many complicated levels. It's a big, 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 big risk. I like to think you took that, that line, no rules going forward, basically, as your kind of mantra. Yeah, really I think that's it. very true. And I think what Tony's saying is true for Star Wars. It's true for the fans. We knew that we were branching out into something that didn't necessarily look or feel like anything that had come before. And that's scary. But I got to say, being in the hands of somebody who writes so impeccably like Tony, the characters and the story were just undeniable. Undeniable. One year on... One year on, one way out. Lukey Boy said it up top. We have been excited to do this particular episode for a long time now. We do it for every streaming series that comes out. One year later, we look at the legacy of a streaming show this time around, mate. And or season one. One year on. We aim to look at the ep- the series. Sorry, in this episode, a year later, the legacy of it, our thoughts on it, have they changed for the better or worse? Individual performances, episodes, everything really, and just see how has it affected the franchise, Lucasfilm, and the mm. fans going forward as well. I cannot wait to talk about this tonight, Lukey Boy, and I know that in your. Uh, ill ways in the last week or so shall we say mm. you've had plenty of time to sit down and watch some star wars mate and or as somebody who again if you're new to the show welcome if you've heard, if you're not you may have heard this bit of conversation before however lukey boy when Andor was first posited to us on that disney investor day he wasn't overly excited by it 
And then when the show came out, he thought, yeah, this is this is good stuff. A year later, though, mate, how are you feeling on it now as a, as a whole? Oh, mate, a year later and Andor just keeps surprising me. You know, it feels like I just get a little bit more from it every time I do a run through, every time I watch it, every time I watch one of my favorite episodes from it. In fact, for this episode, for this episode, I've done something a bit cheeky and a little bit naughty. I've got myself a martini, haven't I? An espresso martini. My man, Mm. he literally Mm. has got, he's got in the glass and everything. Oh, Mm. I've got a coffee, Mm. which is the the mocktail version. you got calf. you got a calf. Go I make go, calf. go on, go bang Bix some alcohol calf. in there, yeah? Go, yeah that's mm. true. Bix does love calf. I, I think uh, Andor is something that, you know, we always use the analogy of, like, Star Wars is our team. It's like our sports team, right? And we, lo- we love sports. We've got our own football teams and that. And we love, we we love, love football. It. And, you know, we support Star Wars, don't we? We want Star Wars to do well. And sometimes it can be frustrating. Sometimes you can be like, oh, man, I think that could have been done better. Because why? It comes from a place of love, doesn't it? And with Andor, I'm so proud. I'm so proud that it's part of the Star Wars universe, and then it's part of this IP. I think it is genuinely, genuinely one of the best things Disney has made, not just Star Wars. Disney is one of the best shows on Disney+. And, mate, I'd, I'd go as far to say that it's maybe one of the greatest TV shows of this generation. You know, and I like my TV shows, but I think it's not perfect, but it's it is mighty mighty good storytelling mighty good like tv i can't believe <laughs> yeah. it like i watched it and i'm like mate i can't believe this is star wars and you know it's not to everyone's flavor you know i get that but listen what what i i know that you you love a bit of andor don't you is andor it. still your is it your number one tv show in the star wars universe would you say by 12 past six by 12 really? past six is, yeah. Really? And or, for the sport analogy, it was a bit like Brentwood Town FC. Very, very low league team going to South End, Roots Hall, and tonking them 4-0. Coming out of nowhere, taking on the big boys, Kenobi and the Book of Boba Fett that year, and wiping the floor with them. Two good shows in their own right as well. Let's not let's not pretend like those two shows weren't a lot of fun and great. They were, but... Hmm. And or, uh, for, again, I, some of us had faith in it from the beginning, uh, yeah, some of you us did. one heads, but and I'm so glad that that faith was restored. But they just gave us a they 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 just put story first and character, yeah. and then I know some would argue Star Wars maybe second or third in that. But like you said, how good is it to be able to say that one of the best TV shows in the last well the last decade maybe I don't know as somebody mm. I don't often watch TV series but I keep up with the zeitgeist and I know what's good and what isn't or what is perceived to be at least. And to see Andor spoken about with, you know, these big hitters in the game and to know that, you know, it's one of ours, it's one of us, it's mm. it's huge. And it's something which is is not easily replicable. And I'm glad that the other shows haven't tried to be Andor, uh, or at least particular uh, completely. I know they you could argue Mandor season three Mando season three, sorry, had Mandor had echoes of Andor, <laughs> but I think that was more by 
uh, on accident rather than by design. But it's this weird little outlier, isn't it? And that's why, for me, kind of the ultimate, sorry, the ultimate and opening legacy of Andor is, is it's this kind of weird outlier that sort of sits in the corner where it is Star Wars, but to so many people it isn't. And it focuses on other things in the galaxy, but it also shows us how good storytelling can be in this galaxy. And then you pump it up against something like Ahsoka this year, which is like space fantasy and almost like mythical storytelling. It's chalk and cheese, and it's and it's great that we can have, and we've said this before, it's great that you can have such different shows existing within the same timeline, the same franchise, and both exist to make so many people happy. What yeah. Andor has done, though, mate, which I know we're going to talk about, is it's now become the, but it ain't Andor, though, is it? Mm. Is the comment which seems to be tacked on by usually cack outlets um not going to out any too much IGN or screen round but so many who just say oh but it's not, out, it's not andor oh but andor did this and andor did many things because it worked for andor you cannot it's right. like the mcu star Wars thing that you say mate you can't just plop one idea into another and expect it to work Andor right. for season one you say it's not perfect you're probably right you are but my man, it's, it's not far off for me. There's a, there's a few things in it. And only I, don't, I can't even think what. Only that slow start in episodes one and two, which upon rewatch is fine now. But there's not much in there, mate, which makes me think, you know, no, this is this is this is grey day. And I can't see anything other than Andor season two, mate, taking its throne for me. I want it to because that means Star Wars winning. But hmm. I don't know, mate. Yeah, for me, mate, this is this is top of the table. This is top of the table by a country mole. It's delicious storytelling. You know, I love it's, it. it's, it's, it's tension. There is so much tension. When I was, when I was rewatching it this week, oh, mate, it's just full of good and masterfully crafted tension. And what goes along with that tension is, is masterful, phenomenal acting. The acting in it is brilliant. The action when it is needed and when it is warranted is fantastic fantastic the uh, the the opening the opening scene with the the hall the factory yeah in the um the opening arc sorry kind it's in the last episode episode 3 it's brilliant it's brilliant yeah narkina 5 the action there fantastic oldani fantastic another thing another thing real sets Yes. Matt, they built a town. They built a town in Bedfordshire, right? Or wherever it was, Berkshire, Bedfordshire, somewhere like that, yeah? Northwest of London, somewhere like that, yeah? They built a fat off or Buckinghamshire, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <Into B>. Slough, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Slough. Bracknell, yeah? Oh. Uh, no, uh, they're, they're just so. There's so much going for this show. There is so much in its favour that it's hard to deny its its kind of masterclass in storytelling. Um, you know, just to be fair, I think sometimes the only things that it, it lacks is at times, at times, and you could argue, well, it needs this to really feel the weight of the show and to really feel the weight of the, emo- the, the the emotions of the characters that are included and written in the show. But at times I do feel like you, if you got a really good editor to come in, you could chop the series down from 12 episodes to maybe 10. At times I do feel like that. I'm like, Oh, you know, if this, this, this drags a little bit more, there are better episodes 
than others. Yeah. And it, it's, oh, I'm not going to just sit here and be like, well, this episode, I'll give it an eight out of 10 on it. Yeah, that's not what <laughs> this is about. Right. I think just to kind of bounce off of what you've said, right. And this, we've not even gone into the themes of the show yet or anything like that, oh. but you are definitely right. There is this kind of relationship, not just with the media, but with the fans as well with and or as a show and kind of comparing anything that's new to and or and yeah. i do think that is a compliment that is a massive yes, massive yes. compliment to lucasfilm to tony gilroy to kathy kennedy to diego luna everyone involved in and or however i don't want all of my star wars to be and or i really don't that would actually be bad because it doesn't have the spirituality at surface level anyway, or you have to really, really dig to find it, right? It doesn't have Jedi. It doesn't have, at times, it doesn't always have hope. But when it does have hope, it is masterful, admittedly. I I, I think the best thing about Andor, mate, is that Star Wars TV shows allow us to dip into to different genre and yep. different types of storytelling and different specifics in a galaxy far, far away. It's a massive galaxy. Not everything is Jedi versus Sith. Not everything is as clear cut. There is a lot of nuance. And, and this is exactly what Star Wars spin-offs are meant to be. Spin-offs. They're not the Skywalker saga. It's different. And I think it, this show, mate, is aging like and like fine wine it is outstanding it's beautiful yeah i um to your point there about does it feel like oh, it's like this star warsiness of it all in the sith and the jedi i know there's been uh things said in recent weeks about that uh, but it's just and or is get it, it continues to get people talking and that's what i like about this show and Look, yes, some commentators will say Star Wars should only be about you know the Force and lightsabers and Jedi and Sith and muscly, shirtless, oiled-up men grunting, but yeah, that isn't in itself just Star Wars. And that's what I think people, and this isn't you know aiming at anyone, it's just people who don't who look at Andor and think it doesn't feel right. How much? Look at the just look at the original trilogy, mate. Look at people like Wedge and Lando and Han Solo, mate. They're not force yeah. sensitive, but without them, yeah. Luke Skywalker ain't getting. He ain't even getting off Tatooine. He's yeah. gone. How many ordinary people helped to win the Battle of Lav- Yavin, Endor, Scarif? Well, you know, all of them. Uh, the PT, eh, not so much. Padme aside, but you know, the political machinations showed how the Force can be used brutally on non-sensitive. So you look at like Palps twisting the political landscape to his own will and desires against the Senate and people like newt gunray and that so it shows that when it's in the wrong hands the force is can be used for destruction but then you've got saw guerrero you've got the clones they're not force sensitive so i don't understand why this this, this need for people to have to be wizards and uh it is to focus on how super unnatural almost rare the force users are that makes their appearance there we go all the more special mate there we go. It makes it more special. It elevates everything. Yes, it elevates 100%. The, the, the speciality in Luke Skywalker, in Anakin, and in Rey. Yes, right. Because at the the foundation of all of this stuff is people. 
It's just yeah. people. And I feel it's really interesting that you've mentioned like different eras of Star Wars here. And I feel like a note that I wrote down for this show, for this episode, is that and Andor really does feel like a wonderful blend of all the Star Wars eras. You know, the po- politics from the prequels that was, you know, to be fair, ahead of its time. Really ahead really of its time. George Lucas, mate, wrote a fantastic story in the prequels. Think what you want about the the, the the dialogue and that aspect of the writing. The overall story of the prequel trilogy is arguably the strongest in all of Star Wars. It you could argue. Ex- it's excellent. Andor dips into that, doesn't it? It clearly dips into that. It lives in the original trilogy sort of swashbuckle at times it flirts with that theme all meanwhile it's been made with this kind of sequel trilogy quality in its mm-hmm. in its filmmaking it's yep. it's outstanding there's nods to all of it mate you know and He's they loving even, it. they even mention you know like jarku and yeah you know they're, they're they're mentioning all of these different threads yeah, from yeah, all different eras and like you said you see clone troopers the fashion just the outfits mate you know, and I want to say this now. We were at, um, we got some audio from the Andor panel that we went to at Celebration in London. You know, a load of us went to that panel because you didn't need a reservation to go to it. You could just queue up and go in, right? Yeah, it was great. And we were there. I think Isaac was there. Big Boy Bell. There was a there was a load of us that went to this panel, and it was it was great fun, but to see them all there just kind of expertly breaking down this show and everything about it just seemed well-intentioned. Everything was there Mm -hmm. by design, the outfits that, you know, there's a wall of gloves. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. They explain, they explain, yeah. Oh, we wanted the gloves to symbolize that people have lived there for generations. It's very working class planet, you know, and it it revolves around industry and it, you know, everything is just well thought out, mate. Right. Oh, well, that's it. And that, the, the, the wall of gloves, that, that is it, mate. In a galaxy of trillions and bazillions of people, there's going to be people who just clock in and do a nine till five. The ones who struggle to pay the bills or work at the diners, they build and fly races or just <laughs> exist and die because that's the swap. You know, some people just do that. And that's why it's mm. so special. And like the wall of gloves. Like the old a, lady on Jarku, Like the old like lady the old on Jarku. Exactly. She's just at, an, yeah. an old lady who asks who you are. She's just hanging out there. But her purpose in life was oh, to not live. Her, and she, not her. The um, the one scrubbing. The one scrubbing the park. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yes. Really the one on, <laughs> on TFA. Yeah, I thought you meant old the one at the end who's like, oh, half, who's like in the middle of nowhere with a camel. Uh, no, <laughs> not, the, not, the, not the nosy old park. Yeah, yeah. Not her. What's your name? Oh, your full name, love. <laughs> Fair enough. All um, right, calm down. Yeah. No, and and also remember at the end when you've got uh, Pride, Allegiant General Pride, and his commander next to him, and they're like, "Where does fleet come from?" And he's like, "This isn't mm. fleet. It's just people. It's just people. Whether you like the sequels or the Rise of Skywalker or not, it's irrelevant. It's canon. It's at the end, the people are the ones who rise up and revolt and help." you know, the special talents of Ray and Ben Solo and whatever else to push over the line. If it wasn't for them, the, it would be a much darker place in that galaxy. And Andor, it, it, to use the F word again, it flirts nicely between hope and hopelessness. Mm. And I love that so much about this show is you get, you know, m- when this show is pushing 
the mm-hmm. hope angle. We, I, 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 we got a message on Twitter from uh, Catherine Kaneen, um who was saying about the moment where uh, Kino Loy basically says, you know, how many guards are there? Never more than 12. And I, what a fist bump oh. moment that is. And I was like, yeah, that moment was like, yes, we all went mental when that happened because we're like, yeah, this is going down now. And there's that hope. And then on the other side, you really see the boot of oppression of the empire, which I think was done, hasn't been done better anywhere else then Andor, like you really yes. feel like the empire are all seeing all knowing a menace and that is another thing that the that the empire that Andor does well <laughs> mate it's it just gets those those things it takes what george did and says you know what you did a, such a great job george we want to take that flavor and just push it up a little bit more we're going to build another level on this house and one of many things it does well but it's 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 up but different it's up mm. and then left yeah, yeah, because conservatory. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, conservatory. <laughs> I love what you just said about hope because at times the show feels hopeless. Yeah, yeah the show feels just and or Cassian is out of control, you know, and he and everything around him is out of control. And even when he wins a job and he wins loads of money and he goes to a beach planet, yeah, with his money, and he's like, right, I'm just doing my own thing, and he ends ends up with a babe. Yeah, he does. He, he what happens? The empire ruin it. They ruin <laughs> wrong it. Place, wrong time. And once again, he's dragged into this battle, isn't he? That he has been facing for a long time, and and it is the Narkina. The Narkina arc is so important for that kind of that that development. Yeah, of we got to do something. We have to do something. Narkina is a metaphor for everything breaking out getting out of the system getting out of the prison whether it's his own mental prison or the rebellion growing and what i love is by the end of the series and i think we're we're just talking themes here but by the end of the series Mm -hmm. it is too late the empire has already kind of lost it would take a big deal and a big effort to stop the momentum. And it just happens in front of them and they don't see it. They don't see what's happening at the funeral. They're too busy looking for Cassian. Yeah. They're too busy looking for this guy and setting up saying, yeah, yeah, they can have that funeral that they can pay. Yeah. Whatever. Any religious sort of stuff. Yeah. They can do that. Whatever. Yeah. They don't see that the people have, they've had enough. I love that scene. And it just all, it all just happens at one, this crescendo, this beautiful operatic moment just unfolds. It just unfolds. And that's what happens. There's a great scene between Luthan and Saw, you know, talking about basic, they basically declare war. They basically say, you know, Aldani, this is it now. And in the same episode, I think it's announcement. Same episode, you got Mon Mothma like saying, oh, what, "What are you doing? Like, what, was old Arnie you?" And he's like, "Look, you know what this was. This was go- yep. you know where this was going." He challenges it, doesn't he? I've just, I've just, we've just started it now. Yeah, he does. And it's just so much. There's so much complexity because Lutri doubts it. He doubts his belief, but he's given everything. Yeah, everything. He's given everything, everything to the cause, to the belief, to an idea. And that's the themes here in Andor. It's it's 
it has something to say. This show has something to say. It has a message to deliver. And that is not just great television. That is not just great film. That is great storytelling. It's anti-imperialism. It's the natives versus colonial powers. It's religious freedom versus religious suppression. It's liberty versus censorship. It is everything. And yep. it is outstanding. Mate. Thanks for listening to the show, guys. We'll be back next week. <laughs> no, mate, bang on. Spot on. I loved every bit of that. I was hanging on every word because it's bang on, mate. It really is. And, and just to add something a lot less um eloquent on the end it's real it feels real yeah you've got lutheran rail is pushing back against saw they declare war in their own kind of roundabout ways he's challenging mothma you know you know what you're signing up for you've got to get that money we're all we're all scrimping and saving here for this but then in the quarter moments we see that now he's he's just the same as everybody else in this situation before the aldani heist goes down and during it he's pacing he's terrified and it's Claire, his assistant, who basically has to say, mate, turn it off. The wheels are in motion now and what will happen will be there's nothing you can do about it. And he and, and the, the wave of relief that washes over him when he starts, he, when the guy comes into his shop and says, oh, did you hear about that rebel, rebel activity on Aldani? When he goes out the back and is just it's like, yes, it feels yeah. real. He isn't just a one dimensional He's not the tough guy, you know, nothing phases Luthan because he's a big tough guy. No, no, this guy lives a double life. He has to, he is this rebel de facto leader. And then he'll quickly run into the back of the Fondor, get a wig on and start prancing about like he's on stage. (laughs) He's leading so many lives in different hats. But then, but then you look at someone like Mothma, who is doing the exact same thing as well, just in a, in different circles. She's having Mm -hmm. to be the wife, the mother, the rebel leader, the senator everything all at once and it's all falling out from underneath her of course we know where it goes but we don't know what happens to um perrin her husband to her brat of a kid we don't know where that's going to go yet but the the season leaves it on such a way that doesn't feel like a cliffhanger it feels Mm. like it's saying to you we've resolved this or we've put this to a place now where we're happy we know where we're going in the next season. We know what we're going to get in the next season. I don't think every series can say that. Gilroy has a plan and he knows what his themes are. You've got the themes of character ambiguity. What is right? We are, we are rooting for the anti-heroes in a way almost as well. You know, Cassian, similarly to Rogue One, we're introduced to him going into a, walking through the red lights district, going into a brothel basically. And then he shoots two cops. I think yeah. you know, one of them in cold blood. Similarly to Rogue One, he's introduced murder in Tivok. This guy's a bad guy, you know. I mean, he's 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 morally grey, but he's our hero for this, and we have to follow him. Similarly to Luthen, he's willing to send Anton Krieg, Anto Kriegir, and his men, fifty men, to their death for the cause, you know. And Saw is just, so we know we know all about Saw. Of course, we know Saw Guerrero's motivations, but you know the the people we're following, and 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 Mothma as well towards the end. What do I do? I need this money, or else the uh, the this back back channel uh, revenue stream, or else the empire is going to know I'm doing something. But I'm going to have to, you know, sell off my kid to a crime lord's <laughs> son to get there. This is Mothma, you know. She's she's literally every time we see her, she is dressed in white. She's purer than pure. And she's having to get her hands very dirty, and the the ambiguity that is theming throughout this series is second to none for me. 
But it's all character growth, isn't it? Yes. It's all character growth. You know, Mon 100%. Mothma, no in Mon Mothma in, in, in Andor is not the Mon Mothma that we see in Rogue One or or even Ahsoka, right? Ahsoka, yeah. Jedi, Return of the Jedi. It's a completely different character that just isn't quite ready to commit. And it takes for some someone like Luthen, who, quite frankly, when you, I think it was really apparent on my on my on this rewatch here of Andor that Luthen is kind of a sociopath. Yeah, he is, yeah. and he, yeah. he is a radical. Like, I mean, you yeah. know, he's an odd guy, right? He's a complex guy, but no, no, this guy is an he's a little bit crazy, and he does things just kind of on his own. Yeah, on his with his with his own mind, his own decisions, his own life, and yeah, when when he's talking to Saw, when he's talking to Saw Guerrero, and he's playing him, mate, he's he's like what you just said. He he has, and and I mean, it's great seeing Saw. I actually think Forrest Whitaker's performance in Andor is better than his performance in Rogue One, which at times. Leans into the ham a little he's, bit, but I think he's by Rogue that One beyond a deli counter, ain't he? There, you know it, mate. He's chopping it up. How much do you want, mate? Oh, a couple grams, yeah. all right. He's the whole pig. <laughs> couple grams. Look at that. Couple grams. Saw. <laughs> dodgy, dodgy dark cave. Saw. Yeah, love it. Filmed in Dorset. Filmed yeah. in Dorset. And that leads me to, um, I mean, the character development. I mean, you, we could just keep talking about the character development alone, but um, I just want to give a nod. You know, we've already spoken about the practical effects and the sets of, of Andor, which is just tremendous. The CG is tremendous. The Eye of Aldani, tremendous. But the Eye of Aldani doesn't work without the landscape, the natural beauty of the landscape that's the Scottish Highlands. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, this show really utilized practical effects. You know, um Ferrix, the industrial area of Ferrix is is literally an industrial area that is like fifteen minutes from where I'm recording right now. And Matt and I went to that location <laughs> and we spied on the <laughs> We've got set. some stories to tell one day. You wait till our next kind of like sessions off air live show that we do. We're, next time we do a live show, we'll make sure we tell these anecdotes because I get so much joy out of remembering that time and also yeah. just how stupid it was. It was, it was the so stupid, but so much fun, mate. So 100%. much fun. We had flasks what? of coffee and everything. It was great. It was it was amazing. West Hanningfield near Chelmsford in Essex again. They filmed there, and it's and it was one of the. Turns out it was one of the best scenes, one of Whoa. the best scenes in Andor. You know the exchange between um, uh, Luthen, Luthen and we interviewed him at London Film and Comic Con. Do you know what? Uh, it's Robert Ems's character. The name the guy's name is. I actually mentioned his character's name the other day. Uh, Lonnie Lonnie Young, right. That's the other that's that's the other thing here, right, with this show. There are a lot of names. And when it's Star Wars, you know, the names are always going to be different, so it takes some getting used to. You're like, oh hang on, what is that again? What's that again? There are a lot of names, and there at times at times it is hard to keep track of what is going on. Mm-hmm. And like, hang on, who's that again? Who's that? And I'd imagine if you're not a, a dedicated Star Wars fan at times it might be just like an overwhelming experience 
Um, it reminds me of when I first watched Game of Thrones, mate, back in the day. Mm. Uh, those first five seasons, certainly the first four, are superb. But I remember mm. it took me to about season two and a half to really work out, like, now I know your name, now I know your name. Because similarly, big cast, lots of speaking roles, lots of strange, well, some were strange names. But it, it was almost overwhelming, and it took so long to remember if two people were talking about someone who was off screen, like, which one was that again? Which one was that again? And it, yeah, you, that is, that is a case here. Like some of the people I don't know, I just know like the little the little lad who throws the bomb in the finale. Salmon oh. packs lad. I know salmon pack because it sounds like salmon. It's a pack of salmon in it, but I can't remember <laughs> the boy's name uh, in it. So there's some names I do remember, some I don't. But no, I, I totally agree with you there, mate. I can't um I can't knock that. I I, I was just thinking about the eye of Aldani. Oh. And I've got a big smile on my face. You're right, mate. None of it works without that lived in, real lived in feel, real tangible lived in feel. None of it works, especially with something like the, uh, the Eye of Aldani when, when it's in the rugged old Highlands, which you went to. But, and I know this is contentious for some people. Yeah. But it doesn't work. And, and, and let me preface this it is almost contentious for us having watched the first two episodes. But without that methodical, patient, build up to the eye of Aldani moment to the one way out breakout to the finale or even to Luthan and Andor getting off a Ferrix in the third episode without those slow build-ups those moments do not work and I know that for some it is too slow we can uh we can recognize that we can acknowledge that for us um and I don't often uh speak for Lukey Boy but we were both in the same room at the same time watching those first two episodes think and we said after the first two like what's where are we going with this it's it is very much a slice of life what what's the what's going on parts of episode three boom gone and then it continues that trend four and five okay we're going places bam six seven eight oh, okay fine bam nine without those build-ups though in in retrospect in hindsight and re-watching those moments don't pay off. We're not fist pumping in the one way out moment. We're not crying our eyes out when the when Keen Alloy says, I can't, I can't swim. We don't care when Marva's speech goes off if we don't have time to breathe, if we're not told about this Al- eye of Aldani lark or, or the, if we're not if we're not showing the, the prison clearly isn't all it's cracked up to be. But let's show you just how dastardly it is before we get to the breakout. The it is that patient slow build up and i get it it's not for everybody mate but for me that is what makes the show especially now with with all the hull of blue worn off and we can binge watch it i absolutely love those build-ups and episodes four and five certainly episode four or five sorry i remember watching it thinking oh man i wanted more well i don't know what i was thinking because that episode is incredible build-up and i don't expect everyone to agree with me i don't even expect lukey boy to always agree with me on that but and that's the beauty of art beauty of storytelling is it subjective for me that's peak and it has spoiled me a little bit when it comes to star wars and also other um, shows or films that i watch and think nah you could do more of this but yeah. i'm so glad we got it mate uh, but yeah the, the 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 way they use practical effects practical landscapes mate it's got me yearning now for more i need more yes. of that yes 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 you're saying all the right things mate you're saying all the right things you know in hindsight I would have maybe dropped the arcs, like per arc. I would have just mm-hmm. done like four weeks of Andor and gone, there you go. It would have been meant a foot for our recaps would have been absolutely <laughs> yeah. crazy. Oh, what three in one but go? Three episodes. episodes. Yeah, drop the three episodes. It might it might have lent itself to to the st- storytelling and 
to understanding people's um, abilities and, and, and circumstances nowadays with attention spans and whatnot, you know. So that plays into it. But that shouldn't, at the end of the day, that shouldn't stop people from creating art, like you said, yeah. and masterpieces. And I do think history will be very, very kind to Andor. It already is one year on, and it already has been kind to it, more than kind to it. And that is because... It's so, it's so clearly a passion project. It so clearly has a point, something to tell. Its themes are rich. The characters are rich and beautifully written. Um, you know that that bit of audio that we've got at the start of the show. Oh, we we got that from like what we already said. It's from the Andor panel. Um, at Star Wars Celebration in London this year. And uh, you can actually listen to the whole thing on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. And it's just sensational. Like Nicholas Bratel, the music, the music is so wonderful. But initially, when we watched the first three episodes in Leicester Square at the Andor special screening in, in, in central London, I think we came away thinking, yeah, the music didn't really, I, I, I remember saying, and I think we agreed, like the music didn't mm. really pull me in. Didn't really, yep. I, it didn't stand out to me. It was very different, wasn't it? Now, now I will listen to it in my car and get yeah. you know, goosebumps. I'll be like, this song is phenomenal. And I'll listen oh. to Neomos. Yeah, if oh. I want to get turn, if I want to start playing a banger, I'll play uh, Nymos, Nymos, however you want to pronounce it. It's oh. different, but because the show in itself is different, the music can be different. And I think what's unique about about uh, Andor and what we found out uh, in the panel was that actually the music was always it, it was it was in motion like they were making the music I as they that. were making the show or writing parts of the show and so they could play the music over certain scenes they were filming in studios in the UK while they were making so cool. Andor which is really unusual and Diego Luna said that is you know I've never I've I've not really worked under that sort it's of not the norm you can at hear all. No, but but it gives you a sense of the scene. And so the actors can hear the music and, you know, that, that those amazing things that happen in your brain that we don't, you know, completely understand where your, your, your head goes, oh, yeah, well, if that music's playing, if this music is, is it's trying to tell me this emotion. So, you know, that's going to affect my acting, isn't it? It just, yeah. everything just feels so well crafted, Very mate. professional Nicholas. is what I get from it, yeah. mate, is to Gilroy, Gilroy is clearly a no-nonsense guy. He doesn't take suffer fools lightly, you can tell. No. And I dig it. But there's something so professional about this. And like from, like you say, because of the rich um, th- thematic line going through this, because of the characters that we get, the nuance there, to the absolute delight that is the costume and production design the location scouting even the cg you know even going back mm. to get colin cantwell's um, um oh. ship which originally at first like, i'm not sure about that but again re-watching it re-watching it, watching it i'm like yeah I, I dig it it's new and that's what i always say i'm banging the drum for wanting there's something so professional about andor not suffocatingly so that the passion doesn't come through because you just got to hear gilroy you just got to hear diego luna and all the rest of the guys and girls on the show talking about this. And you know, mate, that they they have such a passion. It, at the Lucasfilm Showcase panel, 
Diego Luna said, the worst part about doing Andor is, you know, when we finished, you know, realizing that that's it now, you know, Andor is going to be finished soon. It's going to be done with when season two's all wrapped up. And I was like, yeah, this man is loving. And of course it means an awful lot for Diego Luna with his background as well in his culture to bring some of that into Star Wars. There's a personal angle for him here, which he's now being able to bring to a huge audience. So it's an important show for many reasons. And it's, it's a show that, especially with, you know, world events at the moment, which of course I don't want to trivialize. And, you know, we don't go into that on, on, uh, the podcast. That's like a policy of ours. Right. But to kind of just touch upon it, it's something that I'm sure a lot of people in various degrees could maybe relate to at the moment, right? Rebellion, this idea Mm -hmm. of, you can make a difference that you can try and change something and that with that there will be tragedy if you're trying to make a difference if you're committing your life to something that you feel is right that is going to make a difference well that's not free yeah you have to dedicate maybe time for it maybe you could have a really really good job or have a career or do this but you're choosing to take a different path you're sacrificing parts of your life whether that's big or small whether that's raising a child or something a lot bigger you can relate to all of it in in and or there is just there is something whether it's family to being a banker yeah (laughs) like there's something there it's remarkable and at, at you know at first watch i don't i don't feel like that always comes across like with a lot of media like with film books comics tv you don't it doesn't always land the artistic point that the creators clearly want you to feel that they want you to get from the show you're not always going to get it <coughs> <coughs> see the cough yeah, like the I blue can't. shadow virus <coughs> I can't handle, I can't handle the Andor, mate. <laughs> yeah, get some of that martini dying. down here. Uh, I'm done. I was fighting it. Summer. I was thinking to myself, am I going to cough? Am I going to, because I still got a little bit of a cough, only a tiny bit. Am I going to cough that this was, episode? That was a good one, mate, as well. That was, that 15, was a really good cough. But we, we, we mentioned minutes, those mate. real world implications during the show as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, like you say, um, present day happenings kind of bring it to the forefold somewhat more now, but it is mm. there. It, it sadly, it's kind of like a. It's a. <laughs> there are things in this show which seem to be almost eternal, you know, from the past, present, and future, and mm. that is what, and the way that they show captures that, w- without any kind of manipulation, without any almost uh, no pretense to it. It's just showing you this is like in the finale. You, here's these characters who we like. Bang, shot in the back. Move on. That's it. Yep. We're not having a fanfare for these guys because this is unfortunately the way it is in reality. People don't stop and mourn. They have to get on. And I love the way that the show does that. And I love the way that Gilroy does that, mate. But listen, yeah. listen, we're getting a bit Go heavy on. at the minute. We're getting a bit heavy, which is something I know all about. So let's just take, a f- let's just take 60 seconds to unwind <laughs> and tell everybody about parsecsabers.com. People say, uh, you know, Andor's not Star Wars because there's no lightsabers in it. Well, hold on. You can have your own lightsaber. Is your life really Star Wars if you don't have a lightsaber? I don't think it is. But Past Six Sabers will help you with that. Past Six Sabers do a range of uh, character-inspired sabers. Mate, Ahsoka's just finished, and already we've got a Shin Hattie, a Balan Skull, an Ezra, a Sabine lightsaber. 
we've got a lot to say for everybody who turned up in that show show's only just finished mm. these guys mean business these guys make quality sabers we are not pulling your leg we're not yanking your chain here we have them we will not endorse them if we don't think they are all that trust me I've dropped it enough times I keep saying it it's heavy stuff and it looks great on my display unit as well parsecsabers.com great quality lightsabers Lukey boy you know they're great tell the people how good it is and tell them how they can save a bit of bunts with our code may use code sessions for 10% off a character inspired lightsaber from the guys over at parsecsabers.com it's tremendous I've got my Luke Skywalker and it's an absolute beauty it's from my favourite film Return of the Jedi (laughs) the feel good film of the year every year and it is beautiful these Zeno lit lightsabers mate they just they they light on it's just on a different level to you know your disney sabers or maybe black series sabers which are great mate they're great i've got a disney saber yeah awesome i love it but there's so much more customization that comes with something like a parsec saber i can change the color on the app i can change the sound font the sound font it's remarkable, mate. I'm so happy with my Parsec lightsaber. Uh, can't recommend them enough. Listen, you can get 5% off everything else on the website using Sessions 5. But we're really encouraging people to go for a character-inspired lightsaber. You get the 10% off, mate, using the code Sessions. Big chunk. That's a lot. And, you know, these lightsabers, you know, if you're spending £200 on a lightsaber and they are worth £200, these are premium lightsabers. 10% off, that's... You know, that's a lot. That's 20 quid, isn't it? Very helpful. Especially this time right? of year, it's very helpful. Think about uh, it. Ah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Good point, mate. Get ahead. Get ahead of the curve, mate. Get ahead of the curve. Uh, Parsecsabers.com. Thanks for sponsoring the episode, guys. We love you. And they're going to be at MCM, actually. We're going to have a little catch-up with them at MCM. Oh, they love it, don't Maybe they? Grab a, grab a cheeky pint together. Have mm. a bit of a good time. Mm. Have a good laugh. Might invite. Might tell him, come boys, let's go to the Fox afterwards. Yeah. Oh, you know they'll they'll be they'll be there with their sabers. They will be dueling all <laughs> night long. So yeah, parsecsabers.com. Use the code sessions at checkout to get ten percent off any character inspired saber. So now back to a show that has no lightsabers. Luke Fly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Andor, mate. The music in Andor, just to finish off on that point, is outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. Like you, I listened to it more than I probably want to admit, actually. I remember uh, a couple of a month or so ago, had the misfortune of having a kidney stone. Would not wish it on anybody except maybe Palpatine. <laughs> and weirdly enough, because I just had music on in the background and I needed something to soothe me because this was, you know, I've, I know people out there have had them. You've reached out. You get it. I just had music on, and weirdly enough, once all was said and done, the um, Kino Loy speech tune came on, the One Way Out thing, and I thought, uh-huh. and 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 it kind of roused me a little bit. I was like, man, I needed that. It's so epic, and I was like, yeah, it, it kind of got me up and just sort of made me start thinking that, yeah, everything's going to be okay. I'm still here, and also there was only one way out for that kidney stone. So I was about to say that. Well. Yeah, yeah, I was about be- to say that. <laughs> jokes, but mate. The way yeah. that the <laughs> what a lad, the way that the score <laughs> moved with the series, the way that the intro theme built and developed every episode, and can you imagine being on that set in Ferrix with the funeral march and that band? Because it's a trained band; they just got them, they just duck them, doled them up in their uniforms. It's an actual band, and they're walking through the streets and they're playing that. Can you imagine what it would have felt like, mate? 
Mate, it, power again. It's not just the music, is it? It's the the, the practical set. Bean. It's everyone there. Sand it's, in your feet. It's the costume design. It's the even. It's the weather. Like Ferrix mm-hmm. is meant to be. If if mm-hmm. and this is something that I noticed a lot more in this rewatch is Ferrix is meant to be a cold kind of damp planet, and they filmed a lot of those scenes scenes in winter. In England, and it's like yeah, okay, it's good luck. Marva, yeah. Marva is like, oh, I'm not going to put the heating on. Don't need to. Not going to waste my money on it. And it's like, it's you know, <laughs> it's so relatable. It's so real, and it's so well thought out. The landscapes, the music, um, in in the celebration panel on Andor, they mention again that you know Scotland is like their Tatooine. This real landscape is like their That's Tatooine. They wanted something to to feel very real, feel very grounded, and yet still feel Star Warsy, and it works. It works so so well, and that's taking very much from, let's say, Acto. You know, filmed in 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 Ireland, yep. the Republic of Ireland, down in the south, and it's a real location, and it comes across as real, and it's it feels like they've just taken all the best things from modern Star Wars, from Lucas Star Wars, whether that's prequels or original trilogy, and kind of made it into this show that has something to say. Again, that's something I keep saying. It has something to say. It has a message. It has a point. And that's something that all Star Wars material should be doing, full stop. And sometimes, at times, whether it's you know for a season or maybe even for an episode, Star Wars forgets to do that. Like anything. Like anything, I will watch an outstanding TV show, right? And we'll, we'll get to that later. I think we've got a Patreon uh, question about other TV shows that we watch. Um, you know, I'll be watching a TV show and I'll be thinking, oh, yeah, that was a weaker episode. That episode didn't quite work. I think that missed the point a little bit there, you know, missed the mark. Andor just doesn't really have that as much. So I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's amazing, you know. Maybe you find my opinions on Andor a bit strong for your taste. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and there, there, there are some people out there who, you know, look, there's bricks <laughs> and screws in there. I get it. I get it. You know, it's, it takes you out of it a little bit. But, um, mate, I, I want to. I mean, I'm thinking about. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of our biggest tweets. Tweets that was. Um, you know, I'm, I think of things I don't like about Andor, and there isn't really an awful lot. There's nothing I don't like. Let's just, let, for me, be honest. Nothing I don't like about it. There are, like you say, there are elements of it where you could um, you could change some of the pacing here. You could change a bit there. Yes, there yeah. are. You know, c- c- I know lots of people, present company accepted, want would like to see more aliens. Gilroy has said in season two, we got you. We got you on that. Yeah, Don't worry we about need that. that, 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 that there did need to be a bit more personality but, in that front. Sorry. See, I look at that and I'm, no, no, it's fine. I look at that though and I'm like, you know what? The story is so strong for me and compelling that I don't really notice it. And when they do show up, I'm like, yeah, I dig it. But would <laughs> would I have liked to have seen more aliens like, on Ferrix or like what ones that fit with the kind of vibe? Of course I would. Uh, of course I would. <laughs> The, the couple of absolute units down at the uh, oh, the quarry. Yeah, those like, guys. I couldn't oh, believe it mate. when they came on and on there talking like and they're talk, talking really oddly. Shall we say? And I'm like Gilroy was Gilroy was obviously not on set that day, and everyone's like, right, let's just have fun <laughs> for fun, twenty he's minutes. You you guys get in set, uh, get in costume. But you know, I I, I I like that they did that because 
Gilroy has said that he's not interested as much in that aspect. And I respect that. But at the same time, you are playing in the sandpit. You've got to respect the DNA. And I think for me, he did it just enough, just enough for the story Mm. that he was telling. But now, obviously going forward, if they're expanding it, I think with that, you need to expand your scope a little bit more in terms of what you're giving us fans. I don't want cheap fan service. I don't want Andor Season 2 to become cheap fan service and cameo of the week. And pretty sure it won't do. But it would be a listen, mate. If you want to give me a couple of couple more Rodians, a couple more... Actually, no, no more Rodians. No, nothing that we saw in Boba Fett or Mando because we've seen enough weak ways and we've Rodians. seen enough... Uh, Rodians. Those geezers and the Akbar type, the Mon Cal- Give us some new aliens. <laughs> I'd love Tony Gilroy to be like, listen, I'm, I'm I'm all high and mighty. I don't like those ones. I'm going to create my own aliens. I, that's, that's not a dig. I love Tony. I'd love him to come up with their own aliens and say, right, or these sequel, are ours. Or sequel era. Like yeah. the, Which oh, there oh, are yeah, a few. There are a few. Well, like those ones in Tross. With the, I think they're called like Avisians with... Uh, what Bulio was one when he got his head lopped off at the beginning and his head was like slammed Ow. on the table by Kylo. You see one in Jedi Survivor and that, but let's get let's let's use some more of those and mix them in with uh some of the prequel ones. I'd love a scene where we just have an OT, a PT, and an ST alien just sort of like sitting around a table having a drink. Yeah. So there's not and much the I didn't like, mate, and I really, really mean that. Uh it's 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 spot on for me, mate. You know, is, there, is there anything I know you mentioned a bit of pacing and, and like the aliens, but is there anything that on your rewatch stuck out to you this time when you thought, Yeah, I didn't notice that now, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not so sure about that anymore. Yes, there, there, there is one thing um, mm-hmm. that I think I, I noticed throughout the series is the colour palette of some of the clothing is very yellow or red or orange. Very it's very weird, autumnal. Yeah, and Star Wars has a bit more of a mixed palette on that, and I know a lot of those outfits are from Ferrix, right? But still, it's just something that I noticed is, is throughout the series, even outside of Ferrix, some of the clothing is, you know... You know, it's oh, that's not quite. That's you know, not doesn't quite feel Star Warsy at time. But listen, mate, that is pff, what's that? I've already, I've already told you my other concern is like sometimes I think if you had a really good editor come in, you could trim down some of the episodes, maybe even you know take them out of the show and, and condense and, and and mash up and like look. I, I know I am oversimplifying something that would take a master to do. So. That's all I'll say. Uh, other than that, mate, yeah. it's it's one of the best sci-fi things ever made. Ever and made? Notice, notice how I said science fiction, not science fantasy, which is a oh, whole Star, yeah. Star Wars is science fantasy, isn't it? Whereas Andor, Andor sci-fi, right? Andor's if if you're gonna if we're pigeonholing it into that kind of like science something, ah, hundred percent science fiction. But you look, I'm looking at it like yeah, this is a this is a political thriller, in a yeah. way that other things have said they are and they're not. This really is. It just happens to have you know Luthan flying around in a ship with lightsaber beams coming out of the oh, side sick. of it, mate. And yeah, but we and, and every now and then we got little things like that where we're like, yep, that is that is that is the bee's knees right there. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, really appreciate what they gave us and I understand that it's not for everyone. And I think at one year on as well, same as any show though, I want to say that because if you didn't like Mando season three or Mando season one or Boba Fett or Kenobi, whatever, in a year's time, high chance, you still won't like it and you may like it even less. But then on the flip side, 
there are some, if you like it, you may end up loving it more because you've had that time to sit with it. Sometimes things can mm. blend in with it as well and elevate it. So there's always that to consider. I mean, I, I I loved Andor. Like at the end of Andor season one, I loved it. You know, you can listen to the recaps. Back oh, we loved from, it. You know, a year ago, and you can listen to our relationship, the dynamic with the with the season and the episodes as they come weekly. But a, a year on, a year on, mate, um, I love it more. I love it more. I look at this show and I go, flipping heck, this is special and it is yeah. and it came from an unlikely place i know you had confidence in it mate a lot of people didn't and and to me it's still it still seemed like a han solo film announcement i don't want to i don't yeah. want to make this into a solo bashing session i really enjoy that film but it yeah. does to this day to me solo does feel you know it, it, it feels unimportant it feels like you could just leave it out and and or just doesn't and or yeah. doesn't and or because it has something to say, I'm going to say it has something to say. It has a point. Yep. It wants to say something, and and I think yep. that comes from does. Tony Gilroy initially being hesitant to do this, and then maybe who who's to say? Well, just sitting in the kitchen making a making a, a a wonderful dish in his New York apartment or something, and 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 something just comes to him, yep. and he thinks it could be this. Yeah, could be. Let me phone up Kathy. Let me phone yeah, up Kathy. I've, I've got an idea. I've got an You've idea. Got the money. It's a bit different. It's a bit different. And what did they say at the beginning of the show? No rules. No they were given, rules. They were given the freedom. Tony, his brothers, the team, they were given the freedom. The show wasn't made in Manhattan Beach in California. Made, weren't made in a sunny place. Weren't made on the volume. They yeah. made it in the UK. It's been they a long made time it, in the UK. They made it with, with, with a British cast. It feels like a British show. It could easily be a BBC ITV thriller, a high-budget thriller, mm-hmm. right? It has all of that, mate. Everything, it's tr- tremendous, right? Yeah. Tremendous. It's- Marva. Marva as a character. Oh, my. Oh, oh she... She, well, she loved life right up until the end, mate. And then she even left a hologram message at the end to tell everyone how much she loved life so much that she should be fighting. Oh. Um Mate, it's it has set the bar unfairly high, and again, for for you saying it's got something to say, I'll say I know people don't like hearing it, but I'll say it anyway. It has set the bar high, and I do think it's set the challenge for other filmmakers, including uh, Charmino Bajanoi, including Dave Filoni, the Untouchable, including James Mangold. Mm-hmm. Sort it out because this is what we can get. This is an award-winning show. Not all shows need to be of the same tone, but now we've seen that. You can have great acting. You can have great story. You can have great action. You can have great location sets. All of it. The whole kit and caboodle. Why haven't we got that on that show? And going forward, let's now not to be unfair to the shows that were made in COVID because that was, you know, who, who could have vouched for that? But going forward now, the Acolyte, it looks like we're going to get something very similar to Andor in terms of quality. Mando yeah. season four. You know, I, you know, I look at season three of Mando and I think you don't stack up. Great moments in it. Let's not lie. There was episodes where we were loving it. Doesn't stack up because it has raised the bar now. And, you know, I'm watching it and it's tough to pick a favourite arc. It's hard to pick a favourite episode, probably even harder. But I'm going to ask you to anyway, mate, because I'm sadistic like that. Um, Which uh, I guess the two may go in hand in hand. But do you have a favourite arc and a different episode from a different 
uh, arc that you like the most or are they kind of conjoined together what's what it's uh, on the rewatch you just realize how much high quality storytelling there is and how good the arcs are individually you know um and they all have their own themes their own takes i think for me narkina just edges it just just slightly you know the prison arc just slightly um the finale's grown on me yeah the finale's really grown on me actually that's true you know um, and there's moments throughout, like, oh, oh, oh I'm going to be worried about you all the time. Hey, oh, that's just oh, love, mate. That's just love. There's so much. I'm like, oh, that's in this episode. Oh, I love that moment. And Marva, you find out Marva takes like a different route for the first time because of old Darnie, because of something her adoptive son did, found family. That's another thing. Well, I barely even mentioned that. That she doesn't know that's Cassian who did that. And and for the first time ever since Clem, her husband, was hung, she avoided a part of uh, of, of Ferris. <sighs> she never walked out. And she's like, oh, yeah, now I went, I got my coat on, I went out and I walked through there for the Mate. first time in years. I did it because I felt like, yeah, there's finally hope. Finally. That, that's how, where did that come from? Where did, where did the, you know, all these moments I remember and, and, and yet now I can just see them more clearly. I can see them more clearly, clearly now, now. One year on. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a tough question, isn't it? I, I asked let me, it, fry, I let answer. me fry it over to you, mate. Cause there's, there's just so much. I know, I know we got to wrap it up, man. Cause we can't just yeah, sit here just talking about we how good do. Andor is for, yeah, I know we could, but go on, mate. This is a tough one. Again, I asked a question and then thought, oh no, I didn't do my homework and give my own answer. But no. um, having rewatched this over the course of the last week, my, I, I, I wanted to say One Way Out, but because One Way Out, I think the actual, oh man, I don't actually know. I'm flip flopping, man. I'm going to go for, I think the Aldani arc is my favourite because of Ooh. the way it starts and that gorgeous heist, the incredible acting through it, the manifesto of Nemec um the characters we meet the squad and just how it all goes down and the graphics and the, sorry the vfx in that when they're flying through the the meteor the uh asteroid storm basically the eye of Aldani is mind-blowing i remember seeing that for the first time and just a mouth mm-hmm. agape like wow you know where has this come from but then you look at one way out as a as a as a uh episode of television and it is like spectacular from start to finish so i think i'm going to say my favorite arc is Aldani. And as much, I want to say that the Eye of Aldani Part Six is my favourite, but I think I've got to go for One Way Out. It's my favourite episode, but I think my favourite arc as a whole is the Eye of Aldani, mate. So it's 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 a tough one. I mean, either way, all of them. But season two's got a lot to live up to, whether mm. they can do it or not. I've got all faith in Gilroy and the and the gang there. It's going to be tough, mate. But yeah, one year on, Andor still holds up for me like a charm it's better now it's strength strengthened by that time apart when you get quality actors like denise goff stellan skarsgård fiona shaw big boy diego luna uh and everybody else give them give them the right things to say and do this is what you get mate and or is special i don't think it's going to be beaten for a long time for me mate and this is not to make everybody sad the final season how hard was the decision to make it the last, the second season? Uh, you know, he said something, and, and I, I have a lot of other friends who work on a lot of other shows, and you watch a lot of shows, and if you know your ending, <laughs> it really helps. 
Yeah. There's a lot of shows and shows that I love that are out there, and they're trying to figure out where they're going. Um, we know exactly where we're going. It means that we can go full force. It's sort of like the, like the escape from the prison. It's one way out. And you know where you're going. You know what you have to deliver emotionally and what the story has to do. And we know physically how to pace ourselves to finish it as strong. And so um, I think it was, a, it was a decision born of... Um, Born of survival, but it's turned out to be creatively really powerful for us and really helpful. So we're very pleased with with uh, it's good to know there's a it's good to know there's a, an ending coming. You know where we're going. Yeah. You know everyone in this room knows where we're going. You saw that Death Star blow up in that first. <laughs> you know. We make that happen. Well. Hi, this is Details. This is Matt Joseph. This is Alex Damon. This is Brendan Wayne. This is Trevor Butterfield. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Mate, it's time to unwind. No, it's not. It's never time to unwind here on the sessions. We have pulled up... The Essex Falcon outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole. We need a drink. We're parched. My man, the only question now is, shall we? Well, let's do it. Uh, Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Absolutely. Give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yeah, each week here in the Bantina. We love it in here. Needs a bit mm. of work done to it, though. It's getting a bit dirty. We hear from you guys each and every week, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. Guess what? We have a couple of Kef beers, and we get to hear your thoughts on what we've been discussing. So this week, we asked for your thoughts and feelings and what, and or season one means to you and you guys came in heavy this week oh mate we got so many responses on instagram <laughs> facebook twitter or x whatever the heck it's called threads there was a load a load of reaction on threads mate nice. believe it or not because i thought no one went on there anymore but um, same here em- emily bonner let's start with emily bonner classic session sickhead from day one pretty much she goes Andor was the best the best writing best new characters best special effects and the most emotionally moving show i've seen in years the line i burn my life to make a sunrise i know i'll never see still haunts me i mean we did a whole episode just on the the speeches yeah. of Andor season one because it deserved it. It deserved That's why we didn't it. touch on it because we've already done an episode on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. If you've not listened to that, by the way, please go listen to that. One of the best shows I've done this year. Uh, Phantom Fanboy, absolute sick head, loves a bit of Kathy Kennedy, says, best Star Wars in 40 years. The only Disney product that actually has any relationship with the foundational pillars of what George Lucas's Star Wars was built on Jungian psychology or Jungian psychology Campbellian philosophy and Lucas allegory mate it, go, it goes on to say something and make some really 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 
good points. We got a comment from Claudia Gray. Claudia. Claudia. Claudia Gray, the author, Star Wars author, says, The way I feel about Andor is the way Qui-Gon felt about Anakin. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's a good I think that's a good thing. All Star Wars fans, top, top tier. Uh, it's so there is so much love. I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. The best Star Wars live action, the best piece of Star Wars content. No comparison, no competition. Says Q Scarborough. Um, mate, I mean, there's one or two people that were like, "Look, I watch it with my kids, and you know, they I, I would like to do it as a family, and it didn't really land Fair for enough. them." I really do get that, and I think that is undeniably the weakness in Andor. It's consciously though not for everyone. It's that's on purpose. So, what else are people saying mate on like Twitter and uh, Facebook? Any any Over good comments? On, we have it yeah, Claudia, come on the book club. What are you doing? Come on. Um within a minute of posting <laughs> Eric Bullard written it's the best of the live action Star Wars shows. So, there you yeah. go. Star Wars fan 327, my second favorite live action show behind Ahsoka. Andor constantly blew my mind and as we know we have my thoughts on ahsoka love to hear the honesty there that someone dug it more than andal which is you know people are critically loving this show so i dig it um sal scalici yes it's the best star wars show the best star wars project since rogue one and personally my top 15 favorite star uh, tv series of all time uh naxi i didn't care about it and it was by far the most underwhelming show for me when it first came out However, I'm re-watching it now, and it seems better so far. Love and uh, last one on next, Steffi Sports said, too many boring episodes to get to the good stuff. Should have been a three-part miniseries. Heist, prison, revolt. No breakfast with mother. No sitting around in fields talking rubbish. And no boring town stuff. That set is so dull. We respect all the opinions there, my man. And that's what we're here for, mate. If that's what you think, fair dues. Uh, Craig yeah. Pyra absolutely loved it, but I've loved every Star Wars series, movies, and even Star Wars Resistance, lad. Not overly keen on Grogu and the Dust Bunnies, though. Yeah, fake fan, isn't you? Uh, our boy, mm. Danny mm. Cramphorn, uh, does a great job over there with Joker Squad, says, best Star Wars on D-plus by a country mile. Gritty and intriguing, and I'm literally just about to rewatch it today. Funnily enough, you guys must use the Force or something... And finally, yeah, Dave Sowerby. We do, actually. So. We, 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 that's how we do it. We force, isn't it? Dyad, Blyad mm. and the force. Uh, Dave Sowerby, last one. Still one of the standout TV shows of the last decade for me, regardless of the Star Wars setting. They acted the heck out of it. The drama was intense. The speeches were incredible. It was the adult-orientated Star Wars drama I've been waiting for since before The Phantom Menace came out. So there we go, man. Like you say... The weakness is it maybe isn't for everyone in terms of the families. On the flip side, though, it worked for a lot of people who just want mm. something a bit more mature. I don't want to say grown up because that ain't right. A bit more mature in Star Wars, it seems. So a nice little mix there of comments as usual, mate. As always, mate. As I, love lo- I love I love when there is a mix Yeah, and it, they come back here. We don't mind what you think. Yeah, with obviously within reason. <laughs> like Generally, <laughs> we get we get. So so many good comments even when like you don't agree with us that is fine we encourage it so yeah thanks everyone for like really well thought out comments sorry we can't get to them all but we we literally got hundreds we can't we can't do it all so maybe one day 
Yeah. Maybe one day. We'd, we'd do a Q&A again one day. But yeah, all of those um, comments are out on our socials. We'll give the links later on. But yeah, go check them out if you're interested. If you didn't hear your comment featured, please do continue to send in your thoughts. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be featured in an upcoming stint in the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right. Spice is part of the Budabot Bantina. It's the Patreon question section. And to kick us off this week is Jamie Robertson. Let's hear it. Gentlemen, it's Jamie. Quick Patreon question for you. With no new release dates announced for anything at the moment, what's your Mm. rewatch list looking like? Personally, I'm going to dive back into Andor again. Absolutely loved that. And I think I'm going to give Kenobi another go just to see if I can uh, appreciate that a little bit more second time round. Cheers. Classic. Absolute classic. Uh, Let me chuck it over to you, Matty Boy. What are you saying? What's your rewatch Um, list looking like? It would have been Andor if we weren't doing the show because I don't know, there's something about the time of the season where it feels like Andor. You mentioned like the autumn palette, it's like, yeah, it feels right. Uh, so yeah. I would have watched Andor and I have watched Andor, so that's that done. Um, Star Wars I I don't know, I'm kind of waiting off Rogue One. I'm waiting for Andor to finish so I can watch it all in one go. I don't know, probably watch Force Awakens or something soon. I might I fancy Revenge of the Sith as well. Um, Maybe Mando season one, but like episodes here and there. Otherwise, mate, I'm just out there watching films that aren't Star Wars. Um, the new Scorsese films, fine. Uh, and it's and it's my season. It's spooky season, so I've got so many cool horror films to be watching that there's far too many to list. But I'm sure you'll hear me spouting about them somewhere <laughs> on the internet. But um, yeah, mainly I might watch a Star Wars film here or there. But I'm in an Andor mode, mate, at the minute. So I'm half tempted to go and mm. watch the Avdani arc again. But genuinely, what about you, mate? Uh, Rise of Skywalker is due a rewatch. Um, Mando seasons one, two, three. Watching yeah. it in one go. I want to watch oh, it in on. one go. A long day. Might even do Book of Boba as well. I may imagine. I, I, <laughs> I watched six episodes of Andor the other day in one in one afternoon. That was wild. That's that a was wild. It was a lot. And the episodes are like, that's nothing. We didn't mention the episodes are meaty. They're quite long. Yeah. It's like, oh, some of the other, ep- some of the other Star Wars series could take note again from just a little bit more, a little bit more filth, a little I'm, bit more I'm with you. Um, yeah. But I, I think I'm, I'm Rise of Skywalker. I'll mention it now. Uh, on our Patreon, we did a vote on what our next watch along should be. Yeah. Do you know what one? I do not know what one. I've been on Patreon, but I haven't looked. Okay, mate. Let me let me just double, triple check to make <laughs> sure that I'm not... <laughs> you weren't asking me. Like, I, I don't know. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It won't take no. a second. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure this one... Yeah, it did win. Uh, Attack of the Clones, mate. Star Wars Episode ah, 2. Of course it did. Of course it Star did. Star Wars Episode 2. That was out of Empire Strikes Back... Attack of the Clones, uh, Caravan of Courage, <laughs> and the Clone Wars film. Uh, and oh, yeah, well, actually, Attack we the, did Attack quite the well there, actually. <laughs> got yeah. off lightly. Yeah, we got off lightly, mate. It will happen one day, one day. So we'll, we're we going to try and schedule that soon on the Patreon. But uh, yeah, that is what my watch is looking like at the moment. I want to rewatch uh, Stranger Things soon, Jamie. Um, 
there's so many good shows out at the moment. Severance on Apple TV Plus. Fire. Fire. Absolutely superb. Uh, but no, thanks for your question, mate. Always appreciate it. And we love a voice message. We love a voice message. So, cheers. What what we got next, mate? We have got... Uh, it's this guy again, mate. I've heard of yeah. him. You've probably heard of him, mate. I've grown fond of him. I've grown to know him as a brother almost. Sean Hudson. It's my brother. Older brother. He says, Oi, oi, you spicy aromat-infused Savaloys. Simple one for me this month. Will we see Cal, the Luke Bly wannabe, Kestis in live action? <laughs> if so, where and when? Much love, Big Hud. P.S. I will be getting a Parsec Sabre. Genuinely impressed with the one Matt has. Hashtag best podcast. Hashtag chicka Yeah, come on. Uh, I didn't add that last comment. He wrote it himself. He wasn't coerced into doing that. I genuinely mean <laughs> that. So if you do get one, send us a picture. Um, Lukey boy, Cal Kestis. Live action. People want to see him. Is it happening? If so, where and when? It's a great question. Uh, I think, I think it'd be, it'd be a shame not to. While he looks like Cal, but part of me feels like it would be shoehorning. You know, like, what would you put him in? What would you put it in? What could you put him in? A poncho. Like, like realist. Yeah, well, obviously, poncho. Just nothing. But like, there's not much else coming out in that pre a new hope era that you could get away with going oh here's cal kestis so as much as i think it's a great idea and it's a shame not to use him i don't think the circumstances allow it so in short no and yes great choice of the parsec saber go there use it sessions 10 percent off character saber come on what are you saying mate yeah don't forget to use the code after all that but um (laughs) i don't know i don't think i hope not because I hope we don't see him because we've got another game coming out uh, Cameron Monaghan himself has said listen I love the can I love Star Wars but this is our story and we're telling it in the video game and that's how it should be um, and also all the, the good work that Stig Asmussen who's of course not with EA Respawn anymore but Aaron Contreras Pete Stewart the lads over there who wrote these games it's their character let them do finish his story if Carol's going to die in the next game which is apparently the final one let that happen and then yeah. put an handle go back and if you want to put him in other stuff do it but um the place to do it though would have been obi-wan kenobi it was bang smack at the same time as jedi survivor however the game hadn't come out so you know if they were going to do it that's the time to do it because they're talking about jedi they're talking about the path and all that which is obviously relative to survivor um but they Mm. couldn't so i hope not because i don't trust any of the live action writers maybe other than gilroy but he doesn't he he, he don't love it enough i don't trust any of the live action writers to handle the character well enough that the guys over there who wrote him did so uh, i hope not anytime soon let the game come out first mate and then uh we'll see where it goes from there so in short no <laughs> there. What? what a sick head what yeah. a sick head we love a bit of sean love you a bit of sean uh cheers mate up next got matt chitty absolute lad he goes hi guys will we ever see the battle of jarku in live action bringing the end of the empire and the rise of the first order we know this was on the lucasfilm timeline shown at star celebration london uh yeah yeah interesting and i still find it fascinating that something so important in canon has kind of only we've only really seen in a video game in Star Wars Battlefront 1 2015 um I think it was in a book 
maybe or I don't know but I, th- I in, in short yes I, I I could see them doing it in probably one of the TV shows or something like the Mandoverse or maybe Floney's film who knows but I could see them doing it yeah I could see them doing it what do you reckon mate uh, sorry it threw me then um, when was it shown at the t- on the timeline I'm pretty sure it was in the Lucasfilm uh, showcase I don't remember seeing the Battle of Jakku on there on the t- on the actual timeline yeah I'm pretty sure at one point we do see oh we get an explanation of oh this is the Battle of Jakku this is after Endor this is man I must have may- been loving life too much but maybe um, yeah may- maybe um, yeah I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure May's right if oh, anyone's got a photo chitty, chitty if bang, anyone's bang, got <laughs> Let me do uh, Star. Let me Google Star Wars timeline, Star Wars celebration. What do you think? Shall I do that? Yeah, do that and do see. It. And it come, I don't remember. Well, it. well it, it's come. It's come up with the the eras. You I know, remember that. The, which is now. I mean, that's famously being used, isn't it? On like the website because you've got Dawn of the Jedi with some sweet new logos. No, oh, I love um, that. See, I don't remember okay. seeing it. Pass, pass, pass. Is it? We'll the... find it. If anyone knows, oh, Matt, Matt Chitty, we believe you because we love you. We met you enough to know that we love you. So let yeah. us know. Um, send us a message or a screenshot or just clarification because I don't remember it. But um, to answer your question, IDK, I don't know because mm. they, they 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 seem to not want to talk about Jakku anymore, despite it dominating. Do you remember the early like sequel trilogy era, like you mentioned? Um, Battlefront one and two, you know, Battle Jakku was in Battlefront two in the in the Battlefront um, campaign, a huge yeah. part of that. Um, yeah. Which that that was on the StarWars.com released a kind of list of all their live action video and kind of like their canon stuff outside of the books and comics because there's too many Battlefront and stuff like that and Battlefront two in the campaign is on their like official Stonewall canon stuff. Um, and then you've got and then we saw it in the, the Force Awakens trailer shot. Obviously, in the film, they mentioned it. Empire's End, uh, the Empire, the Aftermath trilogy, really goes into it. And the way they Chuck Wendig writes it in that final book is n- nothing short of fantastic. Genuinely captures that battle proper. Um, so I hope so because you've had in Tross when they're like, "Oh yeah, the Battle of Endor, where, where the last war ended," and they said mm. something similar in Ahsoka, where they're focusing on Endor because, well, they just are, but. You know, I kind of reconciled that. As like I said, I think I said it on the last Ahsoka recap that the the war ended between the rebellion and the Empire at Endor. That was it. The New Republic was in full force by the time we got to Jakku, so that was a New Republic victory. So yeah, by rights, the rebellion rebellion won the war at Endor, but you know the Empire fell at Jakku, and it's something they've Mm. kept up. They haven't changed that. It's just you know the way they've worded it. Uh, But also, a lot of audiences don't know the Battle of Jakku. I would love to see it though, mate, because it's carnage. Like the whole thing, the way it's been described, the way we saw it in Battlefront Two when we had to fly through it and then play on the ground and all that is mental carnage. Hot. And in the books as well, no different there yeah. as well. The way Chuck Wendig does it, you feel like you're there, you're here, there, and everywhere, and you've yeah. just been thrown into this thing. And I hope so because Jakku, yeah, we've had mentioned in Andor, but yeah, not really do much with it. I don't need to keep going like Finn. I don't need to keep going back to Jakku, but it'd be nice mm-hmm. to you know go back again it's a i don't know where they'd show it though this is the problem i don't know where they'd show it maybe in a flashback in in what in 
Mando or something where they're talking about the fall of the the empire that led to the Shadow Council. I don't know, but it's where, Matty boy. That's that's my answer. Is I have an issue with certain. Well, no, but just you know, lots of people when something happens, I'll oh, give this person their own spin-off, or let's let's give these this thing their own spin-off. Lucasfilm, yeah, it's Disney; they've got bunts, but they haven't got infinite money or time. They can only they have to pick and choose their project wisely. So, you know, they're not just going to be like, oh, let's have a Battle of Jakku uh, streaming series. How much money is that going to cost? Or, you know, I mean, mm. th- they've got to pick and choose. And at the minute, they're not focusing on that era; they've moved away from that in Mando, Ahsoka, and Skeleton Crew. Will we ever see it? Hope so. Oh, yeah, but I can't say because of course it's it's Mando and all of that. That's happening after Jakku. Jakku is a year after Jedi, so it's one year after Return of the Jedi. Four yeah, years before the start of Mando season one, so that's all been and gone. So I'd love to see it. I don't know where and I don't know how. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, you sickhead. All right, mate. All right, M- Matt Chitty will have to get bit. We'll, we'll revisit that, I'm sure. It's a good question. Yeah. I'm leaning toward a bit like you. I'm, I'm not so sure now. I'm not so sure. I'm not convinced. Yeah, a, g- a good question for another time. But we'd love to hear clarification on the timeline part as well, because I really don't remember that. And I would have yeah. been loving life if I'd heard that. If anyone's got a photo, I know they were like mad strict of that Lucasfilm like showcase in particular. Like there is not like that bit of audio that we got like that. That is from just our recorder. That's not where like we got that from video or don't know where we got that from. Someone yeah. give it me. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. If anyone has any, please let us know. So we make sure we've gone, um, answered that question correctly, but great question. Matty boy and the final one is from oh my god I'm scared Zillow Beast our lad Zillow Beast he says probably <laughs> probably been asked before but what other podcasts do you guys listen to Star Wars and not Star Wars and do you I have read that one I've I've copied that and it's not made sense let me start that again what other <laughs> podcasts do you listen to Star Wars and not Star Wars do you subscribe to any of their patrons and in a world of IPTV, I think the concept of Patreon is brilliant. A reward mm. for hard work. Thanks, lads. From the Zillow Beast and Son. Shout out Zillow Beast and Son. We're glad you dig the show. Uh, Lucky yeah. Boy, what other podcasts do you listen to? And are you a Patreon of any of them? You know I am like a massive podcast fan. I've been listening to podcasts for years. Years and years and years and years. Uh, yeah, I listen to a few Star Wars podcasts when I can. Um, I listen to Rebel Force Radio as and when they are like the the OGs. They've been they are like the original Star Wars podcasters. And in that, you know, you don't always have to agree with them all the time. I don't always agree with them all the time. Um, but the, yeah, they make some great points, and they're, they're veterans in the industry, right? So they, I think, they deserve a nod. Yeah, even if you don't listen to them all the time, they deserve a nod. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, the guys over at Blast Points are fantastic. They do great deep dives into the wonderful and weird. I love them. I love their personalities. They love beef space they, they love. We sent them some beef space raiders <laughs> for Star Wars Celebration to get, to get them in the mood for like London and that. And they loved it. They loved yeah, it. They love a bit of beef space raider. <laughs> Nine in the morning. Yeah, yeah. For for other like geeky pop culture stuff, uh, I've got to give a shout out to Christian Harloff and John Campier again. Uh, particularly John Campier, I don't always see eye to eye with John, but like I just I enjoy the show. 
I like a lot of the guests he has on uh, and, and a commitment, man. The, the work ethic of these guys, I greatly admire. I really, really admire that. Um, I listen to Talk Sport a lot. Uh, White and Jordan, Simon Jordan, Jim White, oh, wow, awesome yeah. in the mornings. <laughs> uh, Louis Theroux, I love his podcast, fantastic. And also a shout out to Meghan Markle. Believe it or not, her her podcast over on Spotify, Archetypes, is absolutely sensational and deep dive into a lot of various subjects from like a particularly a woman's point of view mm-hmm. fantastic i've listened to those on a few long journeys and they've been a, like a nice mix-up so there's more on top of that you know uh, and also cheeky shout out i'll let you guys do the research on this that if you ever want to dive into the world of architecture and construction news uh, the world's best construction podcast by you the b1m yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh let me throw over to you mate what are you saying are you are you, are you a podcast sickhead or uh yeah no i don't mind them i know uh, i don't mind them but i used to listen to like more radio show podcasts back in the day but uh, i just don't i don't find i have the time very often because at work i don't uh by rights we're not supposed to listen to anything which is distracting at work you can listen to instrumentals and that so not really meant to listen to them at work so i don't um and also on long car journeys, uh, I have to be in the mood for a podcast and it has to be a subject I want to hear about. And mm. we do a Star Wars show every week. You might have heard of it. It's called Star Wars Sessions. It's all right, actually. So I don't really want to listen to other Star Wars shows, in, to be honest, because I'm Star Wars out by the end of it. And most of the time, they're not as good as our opinions. Now, my opinion's always the right one. So why do I want to hear somebody else say it? But no, no, no. Um, I, used to, I, I say used to because they don't listen. I used to listen to Sky Talkers for a different perspective on Star Wars. But of course, they are on a sabbatical at the minute. And I'm sure they'll be back again one day. But other than that, yeah. no, not really. I, I, only, I only really listen to horror film podcasts, mate, because that's my thing. I listen to Nightmare on Film Street. I listen to Dead Meat, the horror show. Um, don't listen if you've got kids. Uh, because And even then, I'll mainly listen to those shows if they're talking about a film or a series that I really dig. If I haven't seen the film, I'm not interested. Uh, otherwise, more, more so, mate, I'll listen to, to music or something or maybe an audio book in the car or something like that. I find that a little bit more stimulating sometimes. But don't get me wrong, mate, there are some fantastic podcasts out there some fantastic star wars podcasts out there some of the ones you mentioned like blast points lads they're really really good at what they do uh force center i, I dig those guys as well I just don't oh yeah, them yeah, that yeah often um yeah. and 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 ones i haven't mentioned as well which i'm which just can't come to me right now they're a great commode commode and mayo I Simon to, Mayo, Mark. Mayo, I always so listen to good. those guys. Well, I, do, I usually watch the so good. I usually watch them on YouTube or the oh. Double Toasted on pod, on YouTube as well. But, um, so but yeah, Commodore and Mayo are just <laughs> so good. And again, I don't always that? agree with their opinion on film because, well, the film is subjective. I mainly do. But yeah, not not to answer your question, mate. Not really, but it doesn't come from a place of anything other than the time. Really, I really want to. I don't want to listen to a podcast in two or three sex goes. I want to listen to it in one go. And if I can't, then I won't. And if it isn't something, same as video games or TV series, if it doesn't something that if it isn't something that grabs me immediately, I don't want to give my time to it. Uh, yeah. I don't have much like like Luke, like most of you listening. Time is precious sometimes, and I'm like, you know what? I want to give it to something which I know I'm going to get uh, something back from. So. If I'm sure there are many, many more great Star Wars and non-Star Wars shows I haven't listed, but you know there are quite a few I do like. I just can't remember them. But I always say Star Talkers. I think they're right, and then the horror shows as well. So Zillow, Beast, and Sun. 
lads. Thank you very much for your question, guys. And as ever, Jamie, Shawnee Boy, Matt Chitty, Zillow and Son, lads. Thank you for your questions. Uh, we want to hear all of your answers to those as well. So we want to know what's on your watch list, guys. Should, should we, will we get Cal Kestis in live action? Uh, and also the Battle of Jakku, is that coming as a live action? And then, listen, Star Wars podcast and non. Let us know. Is there any that you like out there? Of course, they're mm. not going to be as good as us, but we understand that, guys. Um, no, joking aside, let us know your answers, guys. Thank you so much for those questions. We are going to have another batch next week. But bartender, sorry about the mess. This is going to bring an end to our time here in the Bantina for another week. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Doom! That's right, Star Wars <laughs> Sessions game. Uh, we're ending, we, every week we end the episode with a game. This week it's my turn to host, so therefore Matty Boy's going to be playing. Matt, are you ready to play a Star Wars Sessions game? Mate, I was so excited my headphone fell out. I've got it back in now. I'm ready. No. I thought it was a little Lego piece that you were holding Stick up to the camera. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheeky. Yeah. Right, this one we're going to be doing a little bit of Star Wars psychology. Okay? okay. Star Wars psychology. Ew. Yeah. Just just imagine I'm your shrink. I'm your shrink. Okay, okay. Yeah? Good luck. And you're on the sofa. Okay? I'm going to say some words to you and after every word you need to tell me very quickly very quickly what is the first thing that comes to mind preferably (laughs) star warsy yeah because it's star wars psychology right yeah getting in the zone okay right are you ready finding the balance now the equilibrium clear clear breathe in breathe in and get ready what what Star Wars y thing do you think of when I say cake? <laughs> uh, something that Ray would eat in her uh, downed Attack Walker. I know so, great, Ray. But... Interesting. Yes. Ray. So Ray. <laughs> I think that says a lot. What about when I say Neil Diamond? <laughs> so, sweet Caroline, which is something that I think the Ewoks actually translate Yubnub to. Ewok? What about. Tart. Tart. <laughs> yeah, oh, like a Obi-Wan jam Kenobi. tart. Oh, okay. A, Ken- a Kenobi. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, he, he's he a, is. He's a what about What about Bogdan? Bogdan. The <laughs> lizard from Jedi Fallen Order that kept eating me. Lizard from Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. What about this one? What about Beaver? Beaver. Um, <laughs> uh, that thing in Kenobi that rode the lorry that Kenobi speaks English. <laughs> oh, the lorry guy, the lorry, yeah. lorry, lorry beaver alien. Okay, guess it. What about um, purple? purple? Purple. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind, I think, the side, but like Mace Windu, Mace. Mace Windu. Good answer. What about lethargic? 
Oh, that big lad in, that big boy in the cantina at Maz's Castle, the one who's like spread out with his horns on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big boy. boy in TFA is what I'm going to put in my doctor's notes. It's all coming together. Swindon. 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 Oh, man, it makes me think of um, the Sorgan because there's nothing there. It's Wiltshire is very nice. What about Kim Jong Un? Kim Jong Un, mm. Empire Emperor Palpatine, Empire Palps. Very good. Last one, snob, snob. Richard E. Grant's character. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, oh. I love Ridge, mate. I love I Richard. Cheered. E. Grant. I cheered. I put yeah. my fist in the air. It was. I can't. I can't quite believe it. I. I went home and I put Barbara Streisand on and. I'm telling you, tears. I'm tears. I I pumped my fist in the air. Nothing prepares you for this. Nothing prepares you for this. Yes. Nothing could prepare you for for this. Reg, come on the show, mate. We'd love to do an impression for you. Our our reaction to his reaction to the rise of Skywalker, like we were like, oh my days, this is yes. huge. This mate, my guy should be a salesman. If he is not an actor, <laughs> he should be a salesman. That is yep. that's a nice little uh, summary. So let me just do some analysis here. So we got Ray Ewok Kenobi, the Lizard from Falling Order. We got the Lorry Beaver Alien. We've got Mace Windu. We've got a thick mm-hmm. boy in The Force Awakens. We've got Sorgan. coming out. Palps. Richard E. Grant. Says a lot about you, mate. Yeah. Kenobi so comes up a lot. Kenobi comes up a lot. Richard E. Grant comes up a lot. Well, I think... Listen. For your quick fix, you like a bit of Ray. <laughs> I, I yeah. do like a bit of Ray. And uh, everything else, I think, really... Ray's a distraction, and you're just after a bit of Kenobi. Maybe Richard E. Grant cosplayed as Obi Wan. That's your <laughs> yeah. dream. So looking like a beaver. What well up, mate? I'm gonna refer. I'm gonna refer you to uh, to someone just above my pay grade slightly, <laughs> and they should be able to, uh, to 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 help you out to carry on to carry on this service. So <laughs> it should be yeah. able to correct you somewhat. <laughs> yeah. So listen, um, bit of a different game. I'll take it for what it's worth, mate. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. <laughs> so good fun. It's stupid. It is stupid. It was there so we well executed, mate. Oh, we can have it this. Come on, we have had it now. Like Andor. Like Andor. I cheered. I pumped my fist in the air. I loved it. Nothing prepares you for this. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. With me. Yeah, I love I love that guy so much. He goes for a run every day and films himself. Uh, Reg, we love it. All the other people, we love you guys as well. Lukey boy, what a fun way to end the show. I hope I haven't um, spoken myself out of co-hosting the show going forward. I hope I'm not going to get incarcerated in any kind of uh, therapy center or Narkina-esque prison. Well, no comment. That is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. And maybe even me as a co-host, because they may be taking me away with the straitjacket right now, as long as Ray's there. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Episode 222, mate. Where can the world mm. find us? Master Blywalker. 
you can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads. Uh, Just search Star Wars Sessions and you will find us there. Drop us a voice note or a message to our email address. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Don't forget about the Patreon as well, guys. $2. $2 a month gets you in. It's yeah, I officially, officially become a session sick at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes, sir, two dollars a month, it's nothing. But if you want to spend nothing, that is fine as well. You can support the show for free by listening and by leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice. It's so easy. Just scroll up now if you're listening on your phone, hit those five stars, and you can do it in-app. 2023 technology's there now you can do it in app if you're listening on your desktop or laptop do the same thing we would absolutely love that it means the world to us it helps the show grow and introduces new listeners it's another way to hear from more of you each and every week yes and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell nicholas Bratel. tell your ewok tell your cousin the more the merrier that castle spicier Yes, sir. Tell your nearest breathless allegiant general that this is the <laughs> podcast you are looking for. <laughs> so until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke. Luke. Yeah. Bickless Nretel. Easy. 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 Essex-based podcast heroes, 